Good day to you. We are reading in the Gospel of John. Now let's see. We are reading to understand the events that are happening and what is being said to try to get that that context of everything that's going on. Um, this is more of a foundational Bible study where we're reading to understand just what we're reading here. We're not doing a lot of, you know, uh, cross-referencing or exhaustive type of jumping around study. Um, so I consider this to be kind of foundational and basic. It's a good way to start. Um, and then as we read through and maybe as topics come up or as we think of things, we can, we can, do, uh, we can do other studies like you know, more uh, detailed studies. That's what I'm looking for. Alright, so uh, we just read in our last session, chapter 5, and Jesus had been speaking to Jews and telling them how they were they were basically ignoring the witnesses to him being the Christ, the Messiah, being the Son of God. And they were missing these witnesses. They were too busy um, with their own glory and um, I guess pride of life type situation where they had their positions and they were, you know, they were too caught up in what they believed they were doing that was correct, I guess, or maybe just in their positions of power. Nonetheless, anyway, um, so he had just spoke to them about how they're missing that, and if they do not even believe Moses in his writings, how would they believe him? So this is... Um, like I said, the Gospel of John, this is chapter 6 and verse 1. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. They saw him healing the sick, so they were following him. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So these folks, after seeing this miracle, they wanted to make him king. And that's because that's how they believed the scriptures would be fulfilled, that the Messiah would come and be a new king, like a new King David. And 
would rule Israel in that way as a king. They didn't realize that he was bringing a spiritual kingdom to earth and not a physical kingdom. Um, so they had misunderstood uh, the scriptures in that sense. <clears throat> and Jesus, that was not the purpose, so Jesus withdrew and he went to the mountain by himself. So, verse 16, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea of Capernaum, or the sea to Capernaum, I'm sorry. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So once he caught up to them, they immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So um, I don't know how big this sea is. I know it's not like an ocean, like the Atlantic Ocean, um, but it's it's still good size. But this is, this is just a short recounting or accounting of where Jesus walked on the water. This is not as detailed as some of the other accounts. But it does make mention of the fact they were glad to take him into the boat. I'm sure he calmed everything down and made things easier on them. And then immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So that sounds like a little bit of a miracle itself, possibly. Either that or he really was waiting until they got really close to the other side. Um, nonetheless, they saw this miracle of him walking on the water. So, Verse 22. On the next day, the crowd... Did I say that correctly? Yes. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread before the Lord had given thanks. Let me say this again, because I did not read that right. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. So they came after him following. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, <clears throat> you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who, whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, 
Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So it looks like these folks were still looking for a sign, even after all he had done, and I mean he fed them from basically next to nothing, and yet they're still looking for a sign and he's reminding them that it's not Moses who gave him the bread, but God gave them the bread. And then he's comparing himself to that bread, saying he is the bread of life. You know, if you come to Jesus and you believe in Jesus, you will have eternal life. You will never hunger in that way. You will have eternal life. Because I have, he has come down from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of him who sent me, the will of God. So, alright, so verse 41. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. So it sounds like they're kind of offended because he's saying that he is maybe better than the manna. They said, is, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Then the Jews disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and wait, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me.
This is the bread that came down from heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. So he's really teaching a very spiritual lesson, and I'm not sure that they were getting that exactly. And It sounds like they were a bit offended that um, he was saying that this spiritually was greater and better than the manna that their fathers had eaten in the wilderness, which God had supplied them to sustain them. And that's because they would get eternal life from Jesus and they would never need to spiritually eat of that again. Um, nonetheless, um, they, they, I don't think they were getting that very well. Because they grumbled about, about him and they disputed among themselves. So, it sounds like they were having a hard time understanding uh, the, the spirit of what he was saying. Alright, so verse 60, When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, I get kind of tickled because he, he just knows, you know, he knows they're the way they are. Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no avail. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but the but there are some of you who do not believe. So there you go. I mean, Jesus is explaining this is spiritual. This is not, you know, this is not about fleshly things. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, this is why... I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Now that is sad. But that's how offended some of these folks were, that he was saying he was the Messiah, and he was spiritually, he was the bread of life. He, to believe in him was to believe in God and to be saved and to have eternal life. And for them, that was a hard thing. I guess they were, like he had mentioned earlier in the gospel, that people were not, they were missing the witnesses to him. Now they were missing, you know, how in spirit how Jesus was, you know, they were missing the point. They were missing the idea that Jesus was their Savior and it was a spiritual thing and it was not exactly what they had expected. It was not going to be an earthly kingdom, but a spiritual kingdom. And I think some of that offended them in other ways as well. But anyway, verse 66, After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon, Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. So, 
Jesus said, did I not choose you the twelve? And, and yet one of you is a devil. But the point there being that he chose them. He knew. I think he knew that they would stay with them, he, with him, that they were able and capable of learning. And he would have other disciples as well, but they would be the apostles. And, um, <clears throat> but he had other disciples as well, but still many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. And I guess that's because they were disappointed in what was going to happen. It was, wasn't going to be what they wanted the way they wanted and maybe they were a bit offended that Jesus would say that he was the Son of God and that he was giving them eternal life more so than like the manna in the wilderness, which I understand for their point of view was a big deal. And, uh, and, and rightfully so that that was a big deal, but nonetheless. Alright, so that is the end of chapter 6. Next session we will read chapter 7. So, um... I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day, and God bless you.